Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. The Birmingham League Show. For your latest dose of all things Birmingham League cricket. And welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast Birmingham League Show. As always, you can connect with the podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook using the hashtag Cow Corner and Cow Corner BDPCL to interact with us. You can at tag us at Cow Corner Pod on Twitter and at Cow Corner Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. The Birmingham League show is now bi-weekly with the podcast putting out podcasts out every Wednesday. I know we can't believe it either. Um, We are taking the podcast to the next level this year and you will be able to get the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as always. But we are now on Acast, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts and all of your other streaming platforms. Sadly though, we no longer are on SoundCloud. But we'll make up for that because we will now be uploading episodes and new video content. Yep, you heard me right. New video content to YouTube. (laughs) So it's going to be a very exciting time at Cow Corner HQ. Anyway, joining me for what I predict is going to be a fantastic episode are my good friends, the best looking man in the Birmingham League, a rich man's jack black it's <laughs> will parton man he's got more money than me mate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh well it was going to be andy harrison joining us tonight but he's had a long day's uh long day's painting but uh we still have ourselves mr cool himself it is usman arwan so how are we guys very good, good thank you oh good thank you mate happy to be back yeah, it's good to have you back, Osman. It seems yeah. seems like ages. I know. Good to have some new friends as well. Yeah, yeah, 
we'll get onto that in a minute. We'll get onto that in a minute. Um, so yeah, Will, it's an exciting time at the podcast, is it not? It is. We are moving on to new things this year. Take, as you said, taking it to the next level. We're gonna, like you said, all of our podcasts will be video going forward and um, up on YouTube. We're gonna try and put a lot more video content out there of us playing cricket. So we would like. We're putting a call out to all the clubs. We'd like to come to your club and film some stuff there with your guys and do some challenges and make ourselves look like fools out in the cricket field, get some doctoring, get some good catches, do some you know funny stuff. And uh, hopefully we can host some podcasts at some of your clubs as well. So if you are interested in any of that, please uh, let James or myself know and we'll get down to your place and we'll get in the nets and we'll get in the bar, rate your pints. And uh, and uh, <laughs> chat some absolute rubbish. Probably, I would have thought. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing, nothing out of the usual, really, there, mate. So yeah, um... absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as Will said, if you want us to get down your club, or even if you want to send in your clips during the season, or even send us some audio reactions from the weekend, you can send them to us via our socials, as we've just listed above, or you can email us at cowcornerpodcast at gmail.com. And as we're now bi-weekly, we can get them on the podcast and they won't be out of date by the time we play them. We hope. <laughs> but yeah, so um, as Will said, the hope is is basically we're going to be putting out more video content that's on YouTube, on Reels, on Instagram and everything like that. So yeah, if you do want us to get involved, we'll come down to your club, we'll do some of those challenges and it's going to be a fun time. So... I sounded like the guy off, Pete, off um, South Park then, where he goes, should have pizza when he French fries, going to have a good time. But anyway, that's really niche if you don't know South just Park. Me. That's pointless. Just anyway, yeah, just yeah. me. Just Let's me. move ourselves on. So tonight's podcast is all about transfers mm. and dodgy debuts, but it's not just the sides in the Birmingham League that have been making moves in the off-season. We at Cow Corner have also been topping up top talent across the Midlands in the off-season but sadly for our latest recruit, there are no signing fees, no brown envelopes, and definitely no pounds for performance here. Just good old-fashioned badgery chat, and a thanks for coming at the end of it. Welcome to the newest host who will be joining the podcast for 2023 and hopefully beyond, the 88 Wicket Man 2022 DCB Premier League Select Player of the Year. That's a mouthful. And 2022 Birmingham League Player of the Season. It's Barnt Green's very own Andy Sutton. How are we, mate? Very well, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, that was some intro. Yeah, that was pretty good, though. Jeez. How special that was. Well deserved. Literally just well deserved. Lucky to get a last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, but yeah, looking forward to having your um, input on the pod this year, Sats, and looking forward to having you on in general. I've tried a few times, but I am glad to be the same team as Andy Sutton now. Well, like you said, it was, it, it's you've got some new friends. It's nice for me to have some friends. So uh, <laughs> my, enjoyable, mate. So it's actually nice to talk to uh, a few different people. So you know, fantastic to be on, and, and an absolute honour. So. All good. Oh, thank you very much, Andy. Well, we look forward to having you on, and it's a fantastic addition to the side. And second appearance on the podcast too, Andy, so no chance of any dodgy debut here. But that's not it, guys. Not only do we have ourselves a new host, but we have ourselves a special guest 
with us for this episode. A man with 166 wickets and over 1,000, over 4,700 runs. I'd hope you've got more than a thousand runs for Leamington. <laughs> <laughs> the leader of the loosest team in Birmingham League cricket. It's the one and only John Wigley. How are we, John? Yeah, very well. Thank you, James. Um, thanks for the introduction. Um, I certainly hope I've got more than a thousand runs. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a privilege to be on the Cow Corner podcast. So yeah, thanks for having me. No worries. <laughs> I mean, since we uh, started talking about Leamington and your infamous finals day appearance, uh, it's been it's been a goal of, of ours to get someone from Leamington on the pod. So I'm amazed it's taken so long and it's a pleasure to have you. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've ob- we've obviously got a bit of a reputation on the podcast. I, I, I have listened to uh, some of the shows and um, I must say, before we start, I... I I don't accept any responsibility for some of the rabble that <laughs> played under, underneath me for the last few years. Um, but yeah. Crack on. Go on. <laughs> okay, so before we get on to transfers and dodgy debuts, let's talk about your cricketing career and Leamington in 2023. So, John, you're heading into your 11th season with Leamington this season after starting at Southam. Yeah. That's that's some commitment from a player in, in a time where players tend to come and go from clubs nowadays. Yeah, so um, yeah, I started my cricketing life at Southam, which is where um, my dad played his cricket. I did play junior cricket at Leamington while I was playing senior cricket at Southam, so there was always a link there. Played a bit of youth cricket, uh, age group cricket at North Ants, mostly as a bowler until academy level, and then uh, I actually got the yips. So that was the end of my um, hopes of being any sort of decent bowler. Um, had to sort of become a specialist batter. And then when I was about 18, I wanted to play Burnley cricket. So I joined Leamington. It was the nearest club. Um, and yeah, um, you know, I, I, I know, obviously, like I said, we just said, uh, Leamington have got a bit of a reputation for, on this podcast for being, um, you know, all Larry. sorts of things. <laughs> Larry. Enjoying, yeah. enjoying um, your cricket on and off the field. Yeah, yeah, but you know, all jokes aside, that that's why I love Leamington Cricket Club. Mm. I mean, you know, I guess I, you guys can speak speak better than me on this, but I, we might have rubbed some people up the wrong way. But ultimately, um, you know, there's some really good people at Leamington. Um, the togetherness at the club is is something that I love. You know, we're very lucky that our ground has both pitches together. And, um, you know, so all four Saturday teams have a sort of togetherness that I, perhaps some of the clubs don't have. And, you know, if we finish early, then, um, you know, we'll go and support the third or fourth team and vice versa. And... Um, you know, there's some really good people at the club. And to be honest, you know, yeah, this day and age, lots of people move around clubs, but I, I, it's not that's not for me. I, I can't see, I, I don't get that. You know, I, I play cricket to enjoy it. I play cricket for the social side. You know, unfortunately for my wife, I spend more time at the cricket club than I do at home. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I, I can't see myself ever playing anywhere but Leamington, to be honest. 
Yeah, so that what you do off the field, we've said that many times uh, on this podcast across all of our different platforms. We feel that that's it is the form of title winning sides and sides that you know keep pushing on and sides who are who develop and mm. and move forward. How much of a, a pull do you think that is towards cricketers to coming towards Levington? Well, it's it's definitely a massive pull. I mean, you know, we don't have sort of the um, you know we're we're sort of on the southeast extremity of Burnley cricket so it's quite hard for us to to recruit players you know and I, I can't speak for other clubs but you know we, we don't pay anyone other than um, the, the Warwickshire Pro and the Overseas Pro so for we, you know it's quite hard for us to, to attract players but yeah I mean I'd like to think that when people join Leamington that they have a good time obviously um, but everyone gets along with everyone and you know ultimately they want to stay um so yeah i mean that's the main thing really yeah an early finish at leamington's not bad either because it's not like you're three hours away or anything like that <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, they are from you, yeah. <laughs> everywhere's three hours from us actually so uh, well, yeah. Yeah, i'm not yeah. sure i'm not sure i'm not sure is a problem here mate but you look at and the leagues realised it um, last year, the year before. A lot of players started at Leamington. I think around the league, you'd probably be surprised about how many players have actually been through the club at some stage or another. Either started there very young or have played there at some point. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really fair point. You know, you look at a lot of clubs that there's players at Berksville, K and D, and others that that players have played at Leamington and moved on for whatever reason. Um, I. I I, I wouldn't like to speculate, but you know, I did say that we don't we don't pay players. Maybe that's a reason. I, I I don't know, but yeah, it is what it is. You know, I, I guess it will carry on, and um, you know, whatever. <laughs> it, <it's>, <laughs> yeah, if so I, leave, yeah. they, they leave. There's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> not, yeah. sure, not sure if you know this, mate, but I I made my bowling league debut for Leamington. I, I do, was he? Yeah, I actually do. Yeah, yeah. you played. You played in two thousand five. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so was he, I yeah. stayed for one year. Then I when, then I left. I think it was a bit of a commute from Birmingham. Yeah, but uh, what? What? Do you, do you mind me asking? What? Why? Why did you play at Leamington? What was the? What was the link there? Mike, Mike Cheslin. So um, I played yeah, obviously yeah. a lot of youth cricket at Warwickshire with Chris yeah. Cheslin, yeah. his son Mark Lewis Badak. So I think Mike was looking to build like a pretty young. Team yeah. with experience of like remember Clopper, uh, yeah. Robbie Williams, and Neil Smith. Yeah, yeah. So I think he just got this yeah. group of players together. So he recruited us through at Warwickshire Youth Games, and he said, "You come to Leamington," and I mean, I loved it. I had a really good time. I used to stay at his house over the weekend, so I used, <laughs> to go, I used to go Friday and stay with him and Chris. Yeah, and uh, it was good fun, man. But it just wasn't sustainable because of the travel and stuff. And sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that that that's ultimately the problem as well. Is that you know. We're not, we're not, a, we're not a club in Birmingham. We're not near Birmingham. We're sort of out on our own, us and wardens to a degree. So it's kind of hard to to attract players. You know, anyone from Birmingham or that side, you know, west of us. There's plenty of other clubs to go to. So it's always difficult for us to recruit in that sense. Yeah. Do you think that uh, there I, is I, I, a? I, oh, sorry. Go for it. Sorry, I was just going to say. I'd echo your point about the two grounds together. I think obviously we've got something similar. But every yeah. time I've played at Leamington, you can tell, like, you know, whoever's playing at the third team or fourth team ground, they'll always stay back. Um, and even the first team players, when you guys, for example, you're batting, you're still pretty 
involved in that game as well. I think you get to see some quality. Um, you get some interesting cricket on that pitch in terms of <laughs> uh, shot selection, field, field placing and stuff like that. So it's, it is good That's, fun. Uh, but I, yeah. I echo that point. I think it is really great to see that clubs doing that where, where they can. Yeah, obviously it's not it's not possible for some clubs, but we're really lucky that, that that's the way our ground is, and yeah, yeah, it's it, it does certainly bring teams together. You know, like like I said, like if 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 either time finishes either side finishes early, you know, if we finish early, we we will all sit out and watch the third or fourth team whoever's playing, yeah. and we will support them, and then vice versa, and um, you know, you can all. Have a drink in the bar afterwards and talk about your games, and that that it's 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 the great thing about our ground, really. I like that about grounds like that. I think Kidderminster's quite similar, like you said, Mosin's similar, um, Wellington's similar, Kenilworth is similar, where you've got all those grounds there where you can watch. You know, you, you get a huge appeal. Like Mosin, you get like uh, you get like three appeals all at once from different grounds, <laughs> and it's, it sounds like the best cricket atmosphere. It's like, what is going on here? It's like, yeah, yeah I'll end up shouting, it's got to be! You can definitely tell it was a big wicket, right? Because there's a yeah. big celebration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like some 80-year-old bloke running down the pitch at like some 14-year-old. <laughs> you think, oh, I'll Giving him a send-off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think played a game at Kidderminster and we were just watching it looked like an 11-year-old who just started playing, bowling at some lad who's like 65 and he's just hitting him over the trees into the car park, ball after ball after ball. And you think, yeah, it's, it's over there, I think, but I it is for me right now. <laughs> I know it sounds obvious, but do you think that there is a a disadvantage for the sides who aren't more central to Birmingham? Well, from our point of view, I, I, I would say yes, because as I alluded to, that we just don't get the pull of of players because we just don't have the the people around us. If you if you're from Birmingham or or Wolverhampton or anywhere around there, that there's there's so many clubs that you could go to. Whereas you know we're out on our own to a degree. So mm. the only really people that come to us are you know are either Warwickshire League that want to get that want to play a higher standard or or Warwick Uni students that that happen to live in Leamington. That that's about the only pull we get really. So yeah, it is difficult, but so I would say that. But also I suppose that there's plenty of clubs in Birmingham, so I, I guess it can make it join... easy to move that way around. Yeah. There's a club around to... the corner. Yeah. So like yeah. you you got a choice, yeah, I thought I could go, you could take the nearest off it. Basically, you know, I'm going to go play here. You've got like four clubs quite close. You know, mm. you've got to pick there. Whereas you look at us and you look at Barn Green, we're probably in a similar position to yourself where mm. we're out of the way. And you're looking at lads who are trying to make a step up in local leagues. Um, yeah. You know, probably a similar situation, but it works. It works differently for both sides. You've got good cricketers in our area that don't want to travel to Birmingham to play after their season. They want to play after their games closer to home. So that could be an advantage to people who do live that way. So you can, you can, but yeah, it does have its, um, its drawbacks, doesn't it, being slightly further out? Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, so after a stellar season in 2021, um, which Leamington surprised everyone with an incredible second place finish, it was um, then probably just as big a surprise for everyone to see that you finished rock bottom in Division 1 in 2022. Apart from showing the strength of 
the Birmingham League's top division, what difference do you think there was between the two seasons? Well, I mean, obviously the, the two seasons were chalk and cheese. You know, we finished second once and got relegated the next. But I mean, uh, 2021 um, was kind of a culmination of a few years. You know, I think teams go in cycles in, in any sort of sport, in any level. Mm. Um, and we kind of peaked in 2021. We'd, we'd played, we played with each other. There was a group of players that played with each other for three or four years. And there was a sort of consistency in, in uh, selection in 2021. You know, you guys all know that how, how important that is. Um, you know, I, I basically knew my top six, seven every week. I knew my bowlers every week in 2021. So everyone knew their roles and, we just, we just, we were just won games. We knew how to win, and it was kind of complete opposite in twenty twenty two. You know, we had an overseas for the full season in twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty two, you lost Chris new... really early, didn't you? We lost like a Chris couple of weeks just... before this. Yeah. yeah, Chris. You know, Chris. Say what you like about him, but he was the heartbeat of our side. Um, you know, lots of vocals and all that. Um, we lost another. Bucky Hat Chris, yeah, we lost Nabil Adgar, <laughs> off spinner. Um, we lost Wakar Ahmed, a batter. So we lost a lot of our side <clears throat> just before the season, and then and then we we signed a um, an Indian overseas at the start of the year. He had a very good first class record, um, and then there was visa complications, and um, and it actually turned out that he applied for the wrong visa, which is a nightmare. So we got to June without an overseas, which, you know, I'm not going to lie, we, we rely heavily on overseas. Mm. And um, I had half a season without an overseas, but it, it all worked out well in the end because we we've, I stumbled across Shane Darich, which turned out quite well, but mm. obviously didn't keep us up. But so I ended up chopping and changing the side every week. And, you know, we had injuries, we... Curl was sort of suspended at the start of the year and then he couldn't bowl at the end of the year due to injury. And just a, just chalk and cheese in terms of the seasons. And mm. yeah, obviously gutted to go down. But on reflection, you know, having had a few months to think about it, it's probably not the worst thing. It's a good chance for us to reset and all that. Mm. How was Darwich uh, to have around the club? Oh, I... I can't speak highly enough of a man. Um, you know, I first came across him uh, at the end of June, just before he came over, and he was saying that he wanted to build a relationship with the club and this and that. I thought, oh yeah, but, you know, they all kind of say that sort of thing. But he's genuine. He, he, he's he he's committed to the club long term, as far as I can tell. Um, he's coming back for the full season next year. He really loves the club and. He's more interested in the coaching side. He's more interested in bringing on the younger players. Um, so he's honestly everything you want as an overseas player. Um, so, yeah, he's been brilliant. So uh, high hope for next year with him, certainly. Mm. You find yourself in games sometimes where you have to sort of like double take or take in what's happening. Like we had Dylan bowling at, bowling at him at your place. Yeah. Yeah, and he was bowling quite well, and you know, and it, I was sort of like standing at cover, thinking, 
they're like playing their own game here. <laughs> this yeah. is something a little different. Like, this is a bit above me. This is. <laughs> yeah, well, like, well uh, I was. You don't I get to stood, be this close normally. No, I was stood at the other end and I certainly was playing a different game to Shane. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. Mm. It's, it's amazing having someone like that around. You know, like, Shane, just, just having a. The bloke's played 35 tests, he's got three test tundras. Having that kind of presence in the change room just lifts everyone 10%. You can't, you know, you can't buy that sort of stuff. But it's, yeah, he, he's, he's amazing. Um, so hopefully um, having him for the full year next year will will be good. Such, what, what about your thoughts on Leamington last season? Yeah, I think I kind of share what John's saying there. It was... They they had a really good bit of momentum the the kind of previous year they were a tough side to to play against um, they were in your face they were vocal and not in a nasty way kind of from my point of view a few people kind of um, might have seen them as a bit of a, an interesting team but I just like the way they went about their business really I think it was quite it was aggressive but not uh, too over the top and they they obviously gained a lot of momentum and as John said there he had some I've been there as a captain previously. You, you have those years where everything just rolls and you know what your top seven is going to be. Everyone knows what's happening and it just, you kind of create that momentum. And then the next year, they, like, like John said, it was, it was really tough for them to lose a couple of players. And if you have overseas issues, it, it's not just the person you're missing. It's also the, the headache that comes with it and then trying to find somebody else and, and ever, uh, to, to kind of fit in those roles. And, and suddenly you have an injury or two and it's really difficult to get out of that that hole if you start losing games of cricket because you're, you're not professional cricketers where you're playing day in, day out. You've got five or six days to think about it and you try and go back to training and, and sometimes it is tough. And But I think with the way that John's run the, the side and I know him as a character and um, I know what he's all about and one question I'd ask him is is really what's your kind of realistic targets and, and when you say about a bit of a reset is that looking to bring through younger players or are you, are you looking to get in a couple of extra players? How, how are you looking to reach that target, whatever it might be? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm sure we get to it at some point, but we're, we're going to, we're obviously going to lose Curl. Um, he's gone to KMD. Um, massive character on our side. Um, but what I think that allows us to do is, uh, like, you know, Curl, is probably the best club cricketer um, around, you know, not, not playing professional cricket with bat ball, etc. cetera. Um, but what it allows us to do is sort of the guys around to, to have an extra 10%, you know, to fill his boots. You know, I, it's, it's easy to play on a side like him with him, sorry. Um, and expect him to do everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, We've got lots of young players coming through. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll get to transfers and that, but we've signed some good young players. Um, and yeah, it's just putting more responsibility on 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 younger players and um, being more specific with guys and their roles in the side. I think last year was a little bit muddled. Like I said, we had inconsistency with the selection and that leads to guys not knowing what their roles are in the side and things like that. But this year, I want to be really clear on... on people's roles on the side and hoping people step up to that and then yeah everything like that really it's um we'll see 
see how it goes. I think just to kind of echo some of the stuff about Lemmington, I think, you know, they are they are a fun team to play against. And I think they've definitely got some characters. I think I remember a couple of times that we've played against Lemmington and I've had John and non-strikers and and I literally it's like therapy. He's telling me don't get wound up was because oh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, I was, know exactly what you're on about here. I don't know if you should name it. I don't know if it's, <laughs> so, there's so, one particular batsman, right? And he uh, just he literally he knows exactly which button to press. And uh, do you know, I remember standing at slips, we asked him, Show Andy Amid and Abdullah, we just said, today, Not today, lads. We're not going to get involved in reacting to this guy. But well, seven balls I, later, I find myself going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I genuinely remember there was a game we played. I think it was a, I think it was a COVID season, right? And I just I vividly remember. It was, yeah, yeah, I remember. John, well. John was at non-strikers then, and I was bowling to him, and uh, I, I felt like I had it right. As in, like he, he couldn't get away, or he just, but he was, he, I couldn't get him out, right? But he couldn't get away. He just kept blocking, the playing, missing, but he kept talking back at me, and I just, I was like, if you're scoring. <laughs> Once, fine. If you, if you can't get a bat on it, shut up, right? So, I remember John. I remember walking back to my mark and John saying, "Let's keep calm, mate. Let's keep breathing. Don't let him get to you." And I was like, "He's really getting to me, John." He's like, "Don't let him get to us." And I was like, "Felt like a felt like a genuine therapy session." He, he he has a great ability to get under anyone's skin, man. Like he's a. If I was so, to go, yeah, one. Would that would that be the right one? He's also said, yeah, well, let's see if he makes a mistake. <laughs> he's yeah. said, Wait, let's see if he makes a mistake. Not run. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a crack. He's an absolute cracker. Yeah. Yeah. So, go on, John. Go on, mate. <laughs> so you guys are obviously on about Luke D'Souza. <laughs> um, who, uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know why you made that assumption, John. No, I, no. I didn't, I didn't uh, say his name. Yeah, I, I made that, that one. <laughs> I made that assumption because he is literally the only batter I have played with that uh, looks to chirp fielders when he bats. I, I've honestly, <laughs> I don't know anything like it. Like I, I stand at the other end with him, and he's like, say he'll he'll tickle one down the fine leg, and he'll say. Yeah, he's a shit fielder. There's easy two there. <laughs> now, like, but um, but he he he. Unfortunately, he's not playing for us next year. So um, <laughs> for for reasons I I don't know exactly, he's, he's not playing for us next year. So so we actually all of our characters have left. So we we <laughs> we're probably going to be losing our loosest tag. Um, uh, but yeah, never. Yeah, I've got never. I've got a. I've got a I've got to share a story from last year, right? So we same game we played um, at your place, and Slipcord and just went <laughs> Slipcord and just said, "Don't get involved, lads. No matter what he says, do not get involved." And he kept saying stuff like, "Wait there, let's see if he makes a mistake." And we're like, "That's oh, fucking." It's really irking us to say something like, "Nope, nobody." That's like, literally it's a Slipcord and nobody says a word. And after about five overs, I lost it. I was like, I just thought I'm just going to say something to him. And I was like, look, if you could concentrate on your, if you could spot as well as you speak, you'd be a really good player. And he, <laughs> and, he, and he said, sort of like, I know you've been checking my stats. I know you've got, I know, you, oh. you, know, I've, you, know I've, you know I've got Birmingham League hundreds. And I literally went, man, I don't even know your name. <laughs> like, uh. And then, so this came out for two, three overs, right? And then mm. Ali was Ali was bowling at him. Again, I don't know if he can play a spin or not, but he, he had him nicked off. 
absolute dolly to me, right? And I shelled it. Yeah. <laughs> after giving him a piece for five hours, he nicks an absolute sitter and I shelled it. And he just turned around and looked at me and said, he said, if you could catch how you could swim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just need the ground to, I just need the ground to swallow me up right now. I was absolutely <laughs> devastated. I mean, I got him out of two overs later, but it wasn't the same thing. <laughs> well, what, same what, what, about, what about the game at your place where um, Adam Amood I- broke his thumb or whatever and he came onto field for you? Oh, man. <laughs> that, was, so we- uh, <laughs> that, that was one of the funniest things I've seen on a cricket field. Oh, you so, you specifically asked me not to not to say, you can put anyone on the yeah, field. I, I blame, I blame, <laughs> I blame you. I blame well, you for I, that. Look, Uzi, I, I didn't I didn't send him on purposely. I, I asked someone out, asked one of the young lads, and and Luke said, "No, let me go, let me go, let me go, skip." I was like, oh, "Go on then." He ran out. Who volunteers for that? So, he did. <laughs> he, he was he was in the dressing room, and I could see him in the dressing room, and I looked. At, I was at forty five. I said to John, "Could be that get filled." Somebody's bust their hand, right? And he's gone, yeah, yeah. And I said, not Luke. I literally was at 45. I said, not that guy. And I could see him walking up and thinking, oh, this is going to be an absolute disaster. Bear in mind, we had we had Barksy playing as well. And so Barksy's bowled one. And I think Andy's at mid on. Luke's at 45. And he's just gone. I think he kept going, like, come on, lads, come on, lads, get out of the way. Something like this, right? And then he's, he's hit. The guy's hit one to mid on and ran one before Andy could get there. Obviously, Andy should stop to one, but the guy just ran it. And then he's just gone, keep keep trying. So Luke said, keep going for us, Andy. Let's keep these guys down. Like, literally, he's taking the piss. And Andy's gone. Like, so Andy's just lost. He's like, wind your neck in, man. If you got nothing good to say, nothing positive, just keep your mouth shut. And then Box is trying to go, so who is that guy? And I was like, mate, he's the guy I told you about at breakfast this morning. And he's going to get into your skin. And then we literally, we genuinely... Next ball, I had to, to turn around to say to John, take him back. We would rather <laughs> with one man down, just don't want this guy, just go, absolutely just go. So you have to literally do walk of shame back off the pitch. That's actually quite funny. I just, <laughs> I just want I to know. You, mate, I even, I, I, even Sorry, the, I even spoke to Jonathan after the game. I said, Why'd you send him? Oh. <laughs> you, you know, he cost you the game, right? Because that's the reason why Andy scored runs that day. Because you've got, you got well, yeah, it was a massive pass. <laughs> I, I, I won't take blame for that, but yeah, fair play. Uh, <laughs> well, if he's not playing for Flemington next season, it, well, this season coming, who's he playing for? Mostly, he's signed for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly got no idea. It's a mystery to me. Mind games, I have to say, I've got a little mini story myself. This is you guys are talking about on the field. I've never seen this before. I've played cricket for a long time. <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to mind games, I've seen a lot of different things on the field. We're warming up at Leamington, and I'm having a, a bowl through, and he stood at the end of my mark with a fag in his hand, smoking, watching me bowl all these deliveries, going well bowled. Like, you know, I'm going. What is going on here? Why is this bloke standing? He's like, every all his teammates are doing stuff at the ground, moving covers, whatever. This bloke is standing at the top of my mark, blowing smoke at me as I'm trying to walk up to bottom. I'm going, is he taking the piss? Is he trying to figure out what I'm called? What's going on here? Oh, the game has started. The bloke's trying to get in my head, and it's uh, it nearly worked as well. 
Jürgen Klopp, mate, that's what he was trying to do to you. Just stand there. <laughs> no team has come anywhere near us when we, well, whenever I've done any bowl throughs or anything getting ready, nowhere, nobody near us. You can hear teams or whatever. But to stand literally, I'm walking back after each ball and he's standing at the end of my mark with a fag in his mouth. What is going on here? Fantastic. What a character. I think we've found a new icon. It'll be one of those things. It'll be one of those things in twenty years. There'll be like some like article about his life or something. It'll be like (laughs) these are the things he did. You know. But anyway, I think that perfectly wraps us up, and we'll move ourselves on to our next section. So it's that time of year, and over the off season, there's been a there's been a lot of movement and some big signings. We're now going to go through every side's incomings and out well incomings in the Birmingham League ranking each team's business so far. This is as of nine thirty on Tuesday, the seventh of March. Um, probably we should say it earlier because I haven't been on Twitter to, or any other form of website since. So yeah, anyway, that's by the by, and uh, asking where this will put each side going into twenty twenty three, and also asking where else they might want to recruit further. We will then. As with any section dedicated to transfers, finish off with the beloved transfer rumours. So guys, let's get started. Division 1. So, Barnards Green have signed five players. They've brought in Daniel Holland from Dumbleton, Alex Gosling from Harpenden, Charlie Morris from Hales Owen, Ben Cook from Colwall, and Abu Jayadrahi is there overseas. Well done, James. Bart Green, Bart Green have signed Pravdeep Chahal from Oxford Downs. Hales Owen have brought in Zainal Hassan from Barnards Green and Ben Tredict from Redditch. Uh, Kenilworth Wardens have brought in Rory Hayden from Leek. And Kidderminster have brought in two players, Luke Powell from Berghill, Tillingdon and Webley. Yeah, answers on a postcard as to what (laughs) what that's supposed to be. And um, Sam Hall has signed from Rygate Priory. Nolan Dorridge have signed Oliver Curl from Leamington, as we've uh, broke to you earlier. And Tom Smith has left K&D to go to Tamworth and Camp Hill of the Cotswold Hillsley. Joshua Holling has gone from Cawthorn to Ombersley. Shrewsbury have signed Alex Olerenshaw from Wem and have brought in overseas Zane Beatty and Wolverhampton have brought in overseas Ben Horn. So guys, our thoughts on those transfers in Division 1. There's a lot from outside the league. Yeah. What I'd say there, there's not. There's actually not, from, you'd probably say more than 50% of that list, you reckon, from outside the league? Uh, there's not actually good, too many. Uh, yeah. Well, there's two. I think there's two, isn't there? Oliver Coral and uh, Zainal Hassan. I think are the only two who have. Mo- oh no, and Charlie, Charlie Morris. Morris. Are the, uh, the, th- yeah. the three that have moved inside. Uh, the rest are all, yeah, outside or overseas. Yeah, I can I can uh, I can break some news and say one more player within the league. Oh, oh. oh. UT. We we've signed someone called Oasis Mahmoud from Berkswell. 
at Mosley. So he's the opening batsman and, well, I think bats top order and opening bowler yeah. there. Yeah. So we signed him a couple of days ago. So I thought I'd leave that till an announcer on the podcast. James, James, But by the, obviously, by the time this podcast comes out, you'll have probably posted it. But cheers. I'll hold back for you, mate. It's fine. Oh, cheers, mate. Oh. Cheers, mate. Oh, oh, a little podcast official podcast exclusive. exclusive. There. Yeah. <laughs> You've missed one off as well, James. Oh, who have I missed? Uh, we we've signed Ollie Cox from Himley. Ah, yes. Okay. Cool. Um... Yeah. So he's a young batter who's um, he's got a rookie contract at Worcester. Yeah. So he's a young batter. We've uh, we've lost a couple as well, but um, yeah, happy to talk about it. a lot of these players. I know quite a lot because a few of them are young uh, Worcester lads or even Warwickshire lads. So like Rory Hayden is a young Warwickshire seamer. Um, Luke Powell is a young keeper batter who's at Worcester's under 18s. Uh, Alex Goslin is a left arm seamer who's at Worcester Uni. He's come in, got a bit of bit of pace and aggression. Young Dan Holland used to be uh, an academy player uh, at Worcester a few years ago. Went to Loughborough Uni, so yeah, quite a few names uh, kind of going through. Zane Olasan's just been signed by Glamorgan. Yeah, um, he's moved clubs. Um, so yeah, quite a few bits of movement there and a few names. Uh, that I recognise. So yes, I think it's quite interesting. It's good for the good for the league to have some of these these players come in, and it's it's nice to see players come from outside uh, the league to want to go and play Birmingham. We've got a young, like I said, there you've got um, Pravdeep, who's a seamer who plays for Oxford mm. uh, with Robbie Shermer and has played a bit with Ollie Coral and uh, a few others at Oxford. So it's uh, it's nice to see that there are certain players of of good quality that are wanting to test themselves in a good high standards so yeah it's uh, exciting times yeah it's good to see that coming in isn't it um, people trying to bet themselves um, I think last year there was a lot of young lads who did quite well wasn't there like the young lad um, a couple of young lads from Kenilworth you know um, making a name for themselves in the league so mm. you know that that's always good isn't it it's always good Oliver Renshaw yeah. is he going to be more of a twos player who fills in occasionally for the ones or do you see him as being a fixture for the ones no no I um, definitely see him playing in the ones um all year probably not not my call anymore obviously but I think um where we struggled last year was in the first ten, you know, going at sixes, sevens quite a lot of the time. Um not being able to you know keep sides in the power play, keep them down. The white ball might have done something to it, but he's very consistent. Uh very consistent like, bowler. Yeah, I, think he'll I was do gonna it. say he is the Luke D'Souza of the Shropshire cricketing uh, fraternity. I've definitely I've definitely <laughs> played I've definitely played in games with him where he's just like he's fielding he's running after the ball and he's picked out his vape and he's vaping on it and puts it back <laughs> in his wife. <laughs> Oh, no. And uh, got yeah. around. No, and, uh... yeah, yeah, he's he's fiery. I'll, I'll give him that. He tries very hard. That's that's the um the best way of putting it. I reckon. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think that we played. He's he's played at Wem for a long time, and um, obviously they've got gone back to the league. So he's um he's uh, yeah younger than me. I think he is. Mm. Um, as a as a bowler, sometimes when you're not doing it week in week out, you you know mm. you know how many years you've got left to be able to play at this standard so he wants to stay doing that as long as he can um, I, I played some Trotcher 
under 17 stuff with him. That was the last time I played a game of cricket with him. And that was funny enough, that was at when. And uh, he, he offered the, I think the Warwickshire, we're playing Warwickshire, he offered the opening batsman out in the car park. Second over, second over of a three-day game. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was a long three days. Yeah, that sounds like Alio. Uh, but yeah, 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 player, yeah. A, player with, <laughs> a player with the potential to play at the standard. So it'll be um, it'll be good to see how he goes. Um, interesting to kind of see who who hasn't done much business this off season. Well, if you're in around the top, there's not too much changes there unless people leave. You've got yeah. a good group of lads. Yeah. I think I think that's speaking from Moses' perspective. I think our priority is always keep the same team, keep the same squad, you know, not lose anyone. I think that we had a pretty good season in terms of playing together and having fun. And I think that reflected on the pitch as well. So main priority going to this this winter was make sure like nobody leaves. Um rather than signing anyone. I think away is just someone that I tried to sign for a number of years. I think I first saw him when he was at Dorridge. I thought it was a very handy cricketer, bat and ball. And a very good fielder. And then um, it came about the last few days actually that he was looking to sign. So, um, so I wasn't really <clears throat> desperately seeking to sign anyone else. So I think that was the main priority is not to lose anyone. You gonna have um, Barker at all? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we're just yeah just finishing that off now in terms of um, his availability based on first class dates and stuff. So I think hoping that we have him. Obviously, we've got Andy as homegrown as well. Mm. Yates is yeah, homegrown. Is he gonna remember? Is Keith gonna remember his whites this time or? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> he gets them. He gets them handed to him on the ground, mate. Yeah, uh, there's a little pass that comes from every morning. Gets the handed to him, but uh, that was it. That was an iconic moment, wasn't it? So, did, so did I tell you the, did I say about that in the last podcast. Well, yeah, I, 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 sort of, did. I, I did I in the last one? Yeah, I'm not, I don't think I don't think Andy and John obviously might don't know if they've heard that, but yeah, I definitely heard that. that was, you, you heard that one. Yeah, okay, I won't tell it again then. If you're not listening, <laughs> if you haven't listened to any of the podcasts, I'll just tell it again, Marie. Well, no, we, no, no, go back and listen yeah. to the last podcast. All right. <laughs> go back, <laughs> listen to it. Sorry. And, uh, Sorry. We can push Sorry. on it. Um, so, 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 obviously, you've mentioned that there's been a few people who have left Barn Green. Do you think that there'll be much incoming the other direction? So, we've had, um, like, they, we've had Ollie Cox come in. We've had. Um, Seema come in. We've lost, unfortunately, Jack Banton. That's a big loss for us from a from a from a club point of view. Norwich, again, is he gone Norwich? Or I don't think he knows. To be perfectly honest, um, <laughs> he's uh, when he let us know, it was it was a bit of a shock, a bit of a surprise. He wanted to go uh, a different way, which is absolutely fine. He's a big loss for us. He's obviously a top three batter and one of our main bowlers. But as John said earlier, when you lose a couple of players, it gives other people opportunities, and you'll give. Somebody the like so Ollie Cox will come in and and want to do well. Uh, a few people might uh, go. People might go further up the order and or, or get more overs. So it, I think you just look at the positives. Like the guys have said, you don't want to. You know, if you have a good season like we had um, as a group, getting finishing second and and then obviously a bit of a cup run in the T Twenty as well. You want to try and keep everyone together and keep that kind of ship mm-hmm. moving in the right direction. So I think yes, Jack's going to be a, a huge loss. Uh, on and off the field, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it just gives opportunities for others to to come in. So I don't think there'll be any other signings. Obviously, I'm not captain anymore and and not really involved in a massive amount of those conversations. But I think we've got a, a good group of players and got a lot of. I think the good bonus we've got is we've got bowlers that can bat, and I think the the group is is looking to to move further forward as as a team and hopefully try and push Smedic and Mosley and 
KND and all these other sides that are, are hopefully going to be kind of pushing in those top four or five spots. But as again, as Josh, John said, one minute you could be second and the next minute you could be pushing, you're down at the bottom. So we've got to keep our, uh, our best foot forward and we've got to try and make sure that we we keep uh, improving as a group. And yeah, I think it's uh, it's still a good place for Barnt Green at the moment. Good mix of experience as well as some good young players as well. So question to the group. Uh, we'll give first preference to John as our guest today. Uh, but who stands out? Who what what signing stands out for you guys? Well, I mean, <clears throat> naturally, I'm going to say Ollie Curl to Nolan Dorridge. I, I think they they look stronger. Did you mention that? Did you mention anything about them having an overseas? No, uh, not as it probably, probably, it'll, it'll probably end up being like Chris Gale or something, right? So, <laughs> no, no, oh, 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 I've heard maybe Davilius comes out. Yeah. Oh, oh, here we go. A bit, yeah. of trans- tra- bit of transfer rumorage. So, Let's I've go. heard that they've, they've got a pretty decent South African batter that bowls spin. Uh, he's got a pretty good first half record, uh, but I, apparently he misses the first five games. So, But he'll be available then throughout, I think. So yeah, I think they... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think they look pretty strong. Uh, I, you know, having signed Coral and then getting a, an overseas that will play the majority of the year. I know they had Bratto last year that, that didn't play a lot. I think that'll make a big difference to them. So that that that's what stands out to me, I think. Any anyone but George Worker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Cole is the kind of guy that would make any team stronger, right? So I think anyone signing him is a is a massive bonus. I think that'll boost that team. Uh, you could you could see him fitting that into that team as well. Um so I think that's pretty good business. I think they did it pretty early as well, right? John, I think they got that done Dustin yeah. last year. Yeah, man, yeah. I mean Ollie spoke to me probably three or four weeks before the end of the season. Um, I can't, he's got his reasons. I can't blame him. So, yeah, that, that was done pretty much straight after the end of the season. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be a good player for them. He will. He, 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 he will. I mean, he, he's, he's the kind of guy, I mean, he, he can win a game from any position with bat or ball. He's, he's one of those players, one of those few players that can win a game with bat or ball from any position. Um, so I'm sure he'll do Nolan Dodge really well. See, see him as bowl tend to favour more at KMD as well, I would say, over the last few years. Um, offers him a bit more hand with a smaller grain. He'll probably like that as well. <laughs> I think yeah. he doesn't really have a look sometimes, does he? <laughs> no, no. He doesn't, but he can. I've seen him play some innings where he's like five off sixty balls, where he should be back with Barrett last year or something, didn't he? And he was, and he basically got to an end. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and he yeah, was trying to right. save a game. Yeah, so he can do it, but most of the time it's the other way around. I would say. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. thing with Ollie is he's literally gear one or two or gear six. Like he's he's not mm. a lot in between, so he'll, he'll either hold up an end or he'll go big. Um, but he, yeah, he, he can he can turn the game on its head from any position. He's got that ability, which not many players do have, to be honest. No, so, we dropped um, him first ball at your place a couple of years ago, didn't we? Um, he just first ball just said, I'm, I'm just going to hit nice just over the nets straight up. Not going to say he dropped it. And uh, I think <laughs> six, I think you're seventy off twenty balls later. Yeah, and you got four hundred, yeah. and then we got yeah. ninety. That was nice. Yeah, Enjoyable that was, day. That was uh, <laughs> yeah. 
a long time ago now. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that there's any other sides who you'd say probably could do with making a few extra moves? I think Kidderminster might be the. <laughs> so, I yeah, I was thinking that myself. <laughs> Kidderminster might be the side that I think. Um, I know there's a couple of players to get. There's a young lad, Callum Bennett, who's moved from there to uh, Berks. He? Yeah, he's gone to Berks. Well, I didn't so know that. Uh, yeah, so they, I think they put that on their social media a, f- a few weeks ago. So, oh, okay. I think Kiddy will be an interesting one. The availability of like Pinner and and Pardo and. Um, I know a couple of times last year, their two seamers, Steele and, and Weston, were kind of sometimes playing, sometimes not. When they had kind of a couple of good seasons, those guys were pretty consistent uh, week in, week out. They've lost uh, Vikai, the keeper batter. He's gone to play in the Leicester leagues. Uh, I know you'll go on to Division 2 in a bit. They've lost a, uh, a top-order batter to a Division 2 side. So I think they'll be looking for... For, for a bit more in terms of trying to bolster their squad, I would have I would have probably thought they would be the ones that I'd say at the moment that probably need um, not much help because that sounds a bit condescending, but it's um, very much I think they've lost a few quite key players and availability might be a bit different and everything. So it'd be interesting to see how those guys go. Right, let's move ourselves on to the next division then. So, moving ourselves on to Division 2. Bridge North have made two signings. They've brought in Rahul Kashul, Hamza Ahmed, and Bromsgrove have brought in five players. Andrew Kimberlin from Kidderminster, Aman Hassan from Penkeridge, Henry Marshall from Bank Green, Zachariah Shah from Penkeridge, and Joshua Tong from Barnard's Green to Bromsgrove. May I mention that the two players from Bridge North came from Warsaw and Smedic. I realise I forgot that one. Uh, from Dorridge, they've brought in Ramesh Budika, who's there overseas, or Budika, and Seth Wesley from Rugby. Himley have brought in Connor Smith from Bromsgrove, and Ombasale is the overseas. Lemmington have brought in four players. Hassan Ahmed from Chekli. Kabir Sodi is there overseas. Sunainsa Mabubsa from Barrow Town. And George Maddy from Knoll and Dorridge. Shifnal, are you ready? Here we go. Here's the list. So, Shifnal has... In one, he's from Wolverhampton. <laughs> he's from Wolverhampton. He's Shropshire's new captain. It's Charlie Home. Joining him, all with hopes of playing for Shropshire this season, are Ben Roberts from Brimbo, Andrew Harrison from Wem, Ben Lees from Bridge North, Harvey Wakefield from Lillishall, and Rianne Afridi is there overseas. West Bromwich and Dar- West Bromwich Dartmouth. I always want to say, so well. say, I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. Uh, <laughs> Um, West Bromwich Dartmouth have brought in the four players Ravan Chahal from Warsaw, Shazir Ali from Aston Mallet, Billy J. Cox from Hales Owen, and Royeth Hussain from Highcroft and Great Bar. Warfield have brought in five. They brought in Henry Davis from Shifnal, Greg Wright, and Joe Wright from Himley. Ben Parker returns from Kidderminster, and Adam Quiney comes from Bridge North. 
So, guys, thoughts on those? That's a little bit more tasty than, than Div 1, isn't it? I was <laughs> going to say, I was going to say, the biggest thing to note is the two relegated sides and the sides with the lowest ranked have been the sides that have all been making the biggest moves here. George Buddy's a good signing, isn't it, John? Seems like a pretty good player. Who's that, sorry? George Buddy. Yeah, George Maddy, yeah. Um, that, that came through just last week, actually. Um, I mean, I, I realised that looking at Nolan Durridge's side, you, you might not get so much opportunity at Nolan Durridge. And I messaged Darren and um, just said, look, George can bat in our top five and keep with it every week because Shane's not bothered and he can work with Shane Darridge every week. And Great. Seemed like a pretty good deal to me, so yeah, we got him over the line, which is which is which is good for us. So great, great sell that is, mate. <laughs> great sell. You know, you're, you're aspiring young keeper that you've got. You could work with a Test cricket if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want, you don't well, have to. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. No, hopefully he'll be. Uh, hopefully he'll kick on this year because he he showed. Um, he looked good last year without scoring big runs, but I, I, I think he'll be a good player for us, yeah. yeah. Andrew Kimberlin moving from Kidderminster to Bromsgove kind of jumps out to me, guys. Um, That's two batters. Did he play that? much Did he okay. play much last year? Uh, yeah, he played both games against us. Did he? Because he, uh, Sorry, yeah. he, he does a lot more batting these days, isn't he? Is that my right in saying that? Or am I wrong in saying that? But it's, I think we have missed the thing. I've missed our shift a few times in, in recent years, so I haven't I haven't seen him for a little while. You're getting the wrong Kimberlin. You reckon? I reckon I went to school with him, you know, and I don't think either of us have ever mentioned it to each other. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> no, honestly, I think I think we played the same school team, and then we didn't see each other for like uh, five or six years. We played against each other for a long time and genuinely never said a word to each other. It's quite gone too far now, you know. Like you <laughs> yeah. don't know someone's name, you, and you, you, you don't want to ask them how what their name is because you talk to them, you talk to them for weeks <laughs> and weeks. It'd be really awkward to ask. Oh, sorry, mate, but I don't actually know your name. I've got I got an next door neighbour that lived next to you for four years, and I didn't know, never asked, and it was too late to ask him. Um, finally, we moved. It's fine. Um, and then I saw him. He works in the building next to me. Really awkward. Yeah. You go to the food band together. So it's just not it's not ended. <laughs> I can I can imagine your neighbour telling his friends, like, you know, I live next to Jack Black, he doesn't talk <laughs> much about it. <laughs> He's trying to sleep and all you can hear is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Yeah, so uh, I've completely lost my trail of thought there now. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, Josh Tong going to Bromsgrove as well, Sots. Yeah, I wouldn't like to face him on most pitches, but uh, I have to say facing him at Bromsgrove wouldn't be very nice. I think with somebody like Josh, Josh is um, obviously an extremely talented seamer. This winter has gone with the England Lions, bowls, he's six foot. 12, whatever he is, he's absolutely massive. Oh, he's absolute rockets. Uh, I'm not sure how much um, cricket he's going to play for him, but that's, a, that's a, obviously quite a big signing uh, for Bromsgrove to get across the line. They've done a fair bit. Obviously, we, uh, young Henry Marshall used to uh, play for us, has gone there for more first-team opportunities. Again, as John said, with people moving on, you you can't really stop people if they've got a chance to play first-team cricket, whether it's in the in Division 1 or Division 2. It's a 
it's a good opportunity for for Henry. But yeah, somebody like Josh is uh, a good move from Bromsgrove, and yeah, I wouldn't like to be facing him on a Saturday uh, afternoon. Let's put it that way. Mm. And uh, moving in the other direction, Connor Smith going to Himley. It's his third move in quick succession, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Mm. What's third or second? Third or second, something like that. Yeah, he's gone through a, a couple of clubs in the last few years. Yeah, he was a kid of Kidderminster, talented, yeah. talented cricketer, talented cricketer, left arm seamer with good skills, gives it a whack, feisty, gives it. Um, Really tough competitor, so I think, yeah, that's a, a good signing for him. I think he'll enjoy it, enjoy it there. Um, it learns you with a false sense of security as well because you walk out to bat at the start of the game and he hasn't quite finished his fag by the time he gets to the top of his mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he puts it out on his boot and then runs in. <laughs> yeah, he's a skillful, but he's a skillful cricket. He's an interesting, yeah, again, again, another. I think he'd fit in quite well at Leamington, to be honest, John. <laughs> yeah. um, he, he's that kind of character. But again, like, like I said earlier, I, I quite I think that's why we play the game, those sorts of characters and those sorts of stories. And Connor's definitely the kind of guy you bump into. In, I live in um, Bromsgrove with him and bump into him on numerous occasions uh, on nights out. And he's uh, he's a good lad to be around. So I'm sure he'll, he'll uh, enjoy it at, uh, at Himley. And uh, the, well, the Shropshire sides are making quite a few signings. Uh, we have obviously we've mentioned Charlie Home going to Shifnal and bringing in quite a quite a bit of talent. You'd probably, if you're a Bridge North, would you feel a bit disappointed Ben Lee's moving across, or would you kind of understand with the size of the club of Shifnal? No, I think you would be disappointed to lose Leesy. Um He's a he's a good keeper and good young cricketer. Um, I know uh, Shifnal probably been. For a, for a few years, um, a young lad to come in. Um, so yeah, I'd definitely be disappointed to lose him, but it's a good signing for Shipman. And Harvey Wakefield, someone who scored over a thousand runs in the Shropshire League last year, hopefully going to get his chance in the Birmingham League. So it'll be interesting to see what he what he does. And uh, Warfield bringing back Ben Parker and Adam Quiney, another one who's uh, made the trip across the road over to Warfield. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think. Um, uh, ben didn't play. He played uh, near his uni, didn't he? Last year, yeah. so he didn't actually play for Edmonton, really. So, um, um, so I coming back, was, I don't I know he where he is in his cricket at the moment. Last year or something, I think, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Yeah, he's at Leeds Bradford Uni. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of playing. He was on the academy at uh, Worcester, and he's a when he's fully fit and firing, he's a, a high quality young bowler, and had a couple of niggles with his ankle and. Obviously, playing up north and and trying to find his way into uh, getting a contract. But if he if he can stay fit and and perform well, then he's uh, a, a real asset to to Warfield. And uh, obviously, disappointing to see him leave Kidderminster because he's good and not be around Worcester as much. But uh, in terms of what they've gained there, he's a uh, he's again another little feisty fast bowler and and can get it through with a decent clip. So I'll ask this question again to everyone, starting with John, but. Um... What teams or what players, you know, what signings kind of jump out at you here? Are we, wow. are we not going to dedicate a section to Andrew Harrison's signing or are we not just going <laughs> to skip, skip past this? Or what is going on? Is it... He should have been here, though. Pod, 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 pod legend. I'm sorry. I'm not, ha- I'm not having that. I'm not having that. 
Oh, I tell you, I tell you, you can get as I said on the last podcast, you can get Andy Harrison on finance. He, you know, he's, he's had more clubs than anyone I know. Jeez, like, like, but no, it's a good move for Andy. Um, obviously moved into the boom. Well, first time he was in the Birmingham League was with Sentinel, scored his infamous Birmingham League ton that everyone in Shropshire has never heard of the end of since. <laughs> um, and then obviously last year made his breakthrough into the Shropshire side and obviously with Wem going down, he's been offered the opportunity to play for Schiffnall who side coming down from Division 1. What I hear, he's been you know offered the opportunity to open the bowling and or and be part of that team and when you've got players like Ben Roberts you've got oh, you've got a you got a serious amount of talent especially when their pros come back um and yeah there's there's a lot of opportunity for Andy and I think he sees a lot it's a club that he can grow with potentially as well and obviously Andy kind of not getting any younger uh wants to I I would <laughs> speaking on behalf of Andy <laughs> I, would, I would assume he probably wants to play he wants to play a bit more Shropshire cricket uh, but yes, yeah, as, as someone who's seen him progress and move forward, it's yeah, I, I, I'm very happy for him. It's a great move for Andy. I know that he had he had more than the one um, Shropshire club looking at him and offering him uh, a deal at the end of this season. So he must obviously have seen something in the Schiffnall offer um, that stood out compared to the rest. And like like we've mentioned, if you want to play for Shropshire and the Shropshire captain's playing for Schiffnall and you, you, you're going to play with him every week, that's that's going to be a big draw for a lot of players, especially, you know, you, you know, you look at Ben Lees, potentially someone like Harvey Wakefield, someone who's, you know, scored runs in the Shropshire League and wants to kind of prove himself at that next level. And from everything I've heard um, from people who've been going to the Shropshire Nets and or have played against uh, these players, you know, everyone's really impressed. So yeah, it'll be it'll be good, and uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Andy does again. Yeah, I think we were I think we were about a few hundred short in terms of the offer that we made. I think we weren't we couldn't quite afford him, so they, they did tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah. The thing is, with Andy, whatever, whatever you whatever you pay him, it will be paid back in double. <laughs> Uh, oh. in the bar and um, oh. if if anything like last season's to go with he'll end up buying the whole uh, the whole town of Chinese <laughs> 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 and yeah. we can walk to get it can't we <laughs> yeah if you, if you didn't know I could probably hit Earl's house with a stone and I could hit Andy's house with a stone we all live that close and in between us is the pub so uh, oh. and that, last yeah and I think Sam who's not uh, Whitney is just a little bit further two stone throws away I'd say and uh Last time we all saw each other was at a charity event at that pub, and Andy bought. How much did he pay for that United Rooney shirt? Oh my lord! Yeah, it's... It's... <laughs> <laughs> it was... yeah some oh, some young lad bid him up and ended up paying for uh, a Rooney Champions League shirt. So a signed Rooney shirt from the Champions League final, and it had Clive Tildesley's notes from the game or something. Which I mean, something if you're like a that, United yeah. fan, that's that's obviously. It's obviously a good prize to have, but as a Leeds United fan, I was pretty much on the other end, just being, well, we could burn it. <laughs> um, you but, bought uh, something, didn't you? You bought something? No, no. I think I bought a pint. Uh, that's no, you bought something. You, you bid on something. You were trying to get a, some sketch of the Leeds ground. Were you, you, you bought something. Right, he disappeared, right? <laughs> <laughs> he had a few tea, and like, at some point in the night, he'll just vanished. And um, oh, yeah, yeah, and and you definitely <laughs> bought something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that, that, that's just gonna. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. Stop uh, doing that. Uh... <laughs> 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 yeah. It's not. A, it's not a particularly good look. Hill just eloped. Just left out of nowhere and bought something. It's uh, on a night out. It's probably not the best look. But um, we'll move ourselves. <laughs> um, on that. On that note, uh, we'll move ourselves on to. Uh, actually, no, we haven't. We're not going to move ourselves on because we haven't got to the bottom of it, guys. Who? What signings and uh, what teams' business stands out for you the most? Andrew Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly think it is. I think it is Schiffnall because they've they. I think they probably struggled in the seam bowling department last year. Open was spin two spinners for a lot of the last couple of years, and they worked for him a lot of the time, but not enough. Probably they've got that new hybrid pitch. Mm. You'd want a seamer running on that. They're probably not going to get much out of Mitch Stanley. So signing two seamers, Charlie was third seamer at Wolverhampton. Well, third, well, I say he is. He's one of the quickest bowlers, Charlie. He bowls offspring. Um, but he was probably wants more overs and he'll get them at Chibnall. Um Sign the keeper, you know, I, I think that's that's a a team that has signed local players. Um, good, like the best, some of the best local players available. They're looking to up or finish towards the top, I'd say. Um, I see Sh- Shazir has gone back to West Brom as well and I've spoken about that like back in the I think he's been away for a couple of years mm. I like Shaz I think he's a he's a good bowler and can change an innings down the bottom of the order as well just has a bit of a dig and you know from quite a few times so it's fine for them too John? No I totally agree I think looking at it uh, Schiffnall um I think I think they look the, the favourites to probably go straight back up. Obviously, early talking in March, but I, I've I've only ever played against Ben Roberts when he played at uh, Oswestry. Street. Is that right? Um, yeah, he's quite a decent seamer. Uh, I've played a bit with Charlie Home at uh, for MCC, a very good cricketer. Um, and obviously, what I'm hearing from the other guys they've signed, they've obviously got a, a very good overseas as well, Pakistani lad. They. Um, they they look very strong, yeah. So they look the ones to me to, to probably look favourites to go back up. To be honest, yeah, not much different really. You look at it and some Bromsgrove has obviously made some some in terms of amount of signings, quite a few. Um, yeah, I, I think yeah, Schiffnall have made a few decent signings. So I think yeah, it'd be interesting. It's always a, a difficult one. You never, as we all know, with with both divisions, it's not as simple as what's on paper. It's availability. It's Pros availability as well. You throw that into it, you can get a couple of guys um, available as much as possible, and you can you can get on a bit of a run. So no, I think it's good. It's great to see um, players, the standard of players playing in both divisions. Young George Maddy, I think was a, I spoke to him the other day actually, and he's quite excited about starting and getting such a great opportunity at Leamington in terms of batting opportunity. He's obviously pushing to go further with his career. Uh, as a keeper batter at Warwickshire, and um, I think that'd be be great to see how that goes, and and uh, yeah, I think it's it's exciting to see how how these teams get on. Okay, great. So let's move ourselves on to our next section. But just before we get on to your submissions for dodgy debuts, I think it's time that we had a little break. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So, we asked for your stories of dodgy debuts, and boy, did you deliver. We're now going to read out some of the best ones we have received, as well as some of our own. And the winners decided by us, the five on the podcast this episode, will receive some Carlos Brathwaite signed Cow Corner stickers in homage to the great man's brilliant debut he had himself last year. <laughs> okay, so lads, before we get on to the listener stories, do you have any uh, dodgy debuts that you can remember? I think so. Senior cricket playing a Sunday game, first ball. I think I was 13, played a, I think it was like a Sunday first game, Sunday twos game. Uh, ball my first ball, full toss, back at me, 20 minutes later, back in hospital. Well, in hospital. Really? Uh, that was your debut? That's my debut. First ever senior game. Just realised I, I, I can't do this. Straight in the shin. Um, absolute wuss. Got cried off the pitch. It is. <laughs> Embarrassing as anything. Um, <laughs> that was fun. Um, I think my my first experience of a what I guess you'd call it a dodgy debut was I was I was I was only we I was I think I was just started playing cricket and. Um, yeah, I just a friend had asked because uh, I'd play cricket outside and I'd be playing uh, for at Shrewsbury just at the uh, they had like big training sessions at their ground and at the time it was probably one of the only places where juniors would go. Um, anyway, got roped in as number eleven to just field and then uh, not really do too much bold and it was mainly like half trackers, which anyone who's seen me bowl nowadays would say that nothing much has changed there. Uh, probably bowls quicker then as well, to be honest. Um, no comment. <laughs> and um, yeah, I went out to bat, but I wasn't quite sure of how um, how all the uh, fantastic uh, cricketing protection worked. So I walked out into the crease um, with a box just on the uh, inside of my like trap. What would the where the belt line would be of your trousers? I hit the ball <laughs> to make my first run, and as I run straight out of my trouser leg, straight to the feet of Andrew Barnard. Um, the ah. came, the... <laughs> came the box and um, he went, luckily, I'd, when I was a kid anyway, I used to play football with his son. So we'd, we'd known each other for quite a long time. I'd played football a lot more than I played cricket. So I kind of knew what, what to do with <laughs> shin pads, luckily for myself on that one. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. To, it's fair to say that, um, 
yeah and andy barnard kind of came up to him and went yeah james that's supposed to go inside your pants so i was like oh, <laughs> <laughs> i was going all right oh, oh, cheers, cheers 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 and uh yeah the the embarrassment is never yeah never stopped but yeah i feel what well, yeah so why Still not use that box, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, why not? Why not share it with everyone? Because uh, that's not going to come back to haunt me ever. Uh... <laughs> I took I took the best catch I've ever taken in my in my uh, senior debut. I think I was twelve or thirteen in the Wellington thirds. And, uh, and so I think uh, they, they had an Australian who called uh, Trotty who was bowling. Some lads inside nicked it almost an hour folly. Pat legs done. I'm standing back, keeping one-handed, at that eye off the ground, a couple of inches off. Unbelievable, like full stretch. Best thing in the world, debut. Like everyone's lifting me up in the air. I was like, what a captain. Captain with the non strikers and batting told our umpire, Jeff, who to this day I've never seen an umpire like Jeff. Was, um, he gave a wide ball after somebody kicked it. You know, um, honestly, he was that bad. Uh, the captain went, oh, that was a bump ball. He was nearly off the, off the ground, you know, the lad. It's like fair play. And he was almost off. And the umpire turned around and went, oh, was it? Come back, bump ball. Oh, oh. <laughs> their captains told him it was and uh yeah so uh, my best ever catch wasn't a bit my baby bet socks is just disappointed he only he only got the five for that day on his day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no no interesting day a bit like my personality very boring debuts <laughs> uh, <laughs> i've got nothing really i mean the only one i can talk about is um it's the Brathwaite debut because obviously I was I was on the opposite end of that debut from him. Um, I, I can't claim to sort of be a part of it, but I did bring on Dinnock De Silva, who was on his debut as well, who decided to bowl the rankest long off in the world. <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? It's awful. But nearly, ba- nearly on his second bounce, and somehow Carlos got underneath it, and uh, Pierce Ryan took an amazing catch, and uh, yeah. Carlos was out for a golden duck and uh, and obviously got his car robbed as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what, was the... <laughs> what was that feeling? Obviously, getting him out for a golden duck, not seeing his car robbed, obviously. Yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, we, we didn't know that for a long time after the game. But um, oh, amazing. Look, I mean, there was quite a few people at Norman Dorries that day. It was, it was quite the first game of the season, but it was probably 20 degrees that day. And there was oh, it, half the ground was full and everyone turned up to watch Carlos bat and then they watched his horrendous <laughs> delivery and then he was out and then everyone disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing, really. And then we obviously won, so it's great. So, yeah, great day. Not for Carlos, of course. <laughs> I'm glad it was caught on camera because... You wouldn't understand the catch otherwise because it looks like he did like fifteen like pirouettes before he took it. Well, he <laughs> did. He, he massively, he massively misjudged it. He ran underneath it and then ended up taking an amazing catch, but it, it shouldn't have been that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I first heard he got he got golden duck against Leamington and guys got, got his car robbed. I thought Leamington were involved in both. <laughs> <laughs> I can't confirm or deny that, no. <laughs> that's, that's, some, that's some unlucky first ball that's came here the last couple of years with um, Ian Bell getting a first as well. 
Yeah. I was going to say that was uh, we that was one of the suggestions that we got. Someone, uh, yeah, had, had had mentioned that. So, yeah, well, uh, speaking of everyone's mentions, we'll go. We'll start with uh, some of them. So we had James Lee, who says not really a debut, but I know someone who drove to English Frankton instead of Welsh Frankton. No, oh. yeah, <laughs> about that one, James Lee, mate. <laughs> um, and um, then we had Bradley Thornton who uh, brought up about Leah. Is it Leah Thomas? <laughs> yeah, Leah uh, Thomas traveling to. No, it's pronounced, it's pronounced clear. Clear, 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 clear. Thomas who traveled to Newtown when we were playing away at Frankton. Maybe it's just a Shropshire <laughs> thing in Frankton. No one <laughs> like actually it, yeah. wants to go to Frankton. <laughs> Don't know why they have f fantastic teas there. Yeah, but um, yeah, those two were quite small ones. We then had um, a story from Tom Smith. It says, we played against Kenilworth Warden 2s a couple of years ago and someone called Robin Direct uh, turns up at Station Road when it was his home game at Kenilworth Wardens. <laughs> <laughs> The same man drove himself directly, he's put, spelled exactly the same as his surname, uh, to Brockhampton one year. And when he opened his boot, he hadn't packed his kit bag, got that annoyed with himself that he threw his keys over the fence into a field and he ended up not being able to find them. So he had to call the AA. <laughs> it's just nettles there as well. It's That was a good one. Um, Dominic Harding sent this one. He said, so Birmingham League debut for K&D. After scrapping our way to 175 from a full 55 overs on what felt like difficult conditions, future deck than expected at Station Road, a couple of early poles and we can defend it, we thought. Christian Yonker picks out a nervous debutant, Harding at mid on, on 10, off the bowling of Mottram. Simple chance. Didn't get a mitt on it. Chested it down to tried to avoid contact from club legend Mottram as Yonker went to, on to 108 not out from 63 balls knocking <laughs> off the total in 18 overs <laughs> for good measure I had the opportunity for consolation as Jack Manuel lobbed one to me at long on with about five to win there was no way I was catching that after the complete enough to Yonking we'd received <laughs> Feel free to summarise that on the pod. Reliving this experience may have caused me some post-traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> That's so didn't... Oh, um... he didn't want to. He didn't want to mention his um, his Barton Green debut, uh, league debut, when he wasn't happy with his decision. And I think his dad had a go at Mike Boundary. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you were there for that one. <laughs> yeah, was that was that. Which season we took? How many years has Don been there now? Cracking, four, three, four. Well, that's yes. Was yeah. that before COVID? Before COVID, because I yeah. think it was he got hundred week four in the Williamson or something like that on his debut, didn't he? Yeah. His actual club debut, yeah, his league yeah. debut. Mike, Mike. I'm pretty sure he loved it. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't see anything he did, and neither did his dad. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's mid on and mid off field. He hasn't got much better. He's dropped a few yeah. over the last couple of years. I'm more than happy to mention that about Dom. So he's mid off and mid on field in catching wise. Not got any better. So. <laughs> Uh, the next few were sent in via email. Uh, the first one, the subject of the title of this email is my exceptional follow through. Oh, <laughs> oh no. There we go. Brace yourself. <laughs> Making my debut for Staffordshire in the Magna Counties at Neverfield in 1991 against Cumberland. I was so nervous that as I was opening the bowling, halfway through my first over, my follow-through was in the wrong area of the wicket. I had to... <laughs> I had to run... Had... <laughs> I thought you'd already read this. <laughs> I skimmed them earlier, so yeah. I had to run out the field, changing my whites in the process. <laughs> and that's a del- everyone had to wait for a delayed end of the- for my first game over. <laughs> oh, oh, I just I just got the picture of the man running off the field, just like changing his whites as he's going. Oh, fantastic! Uh, um, wow. Um, this one's asked to be anonymous. Uh, someone at Stourport. He says a well-known Birmingham League player came from Ombersley. Home game was scheduled at Stourport and he ended up driving an hour to Brockhampton, which was next week's fixture. Ended up having to bat seven instead of three as he didn't make it when we were put into bat. Uh... (laughs) I was waiting for the punchline at the end of that one. (laughs) And uh, where's the one from? We've got one from Chris. We've got one from Chris Starlin somewhere. If I can find it. Two seconds. This is great content from me. Uh, Here we go. So um, I tried for many years uh, to get Danny Parton. Tony Parton's younger brother. My dad. My uncle. There you go. Anyone wants to know. Uh, uh, <laughs> to come and play for us at Allscott, British Sugar at the time, and we finally got him. I played with him at county junior level, and we knew that we got a player with plenty of talent on our hands. We went to Frankton. There's, there's, there's a theme here. <laughs> it's Frankton again. It's Frankton we went again. to we went to Frankton first game of the season. Fielded first, and it all went wrong from him from there. He was fielding mid-off early on in the innings and the batsman, can't remember who, smashed one straight at him. Head height straight to Danny. I've got it, he shouted. (laughs) Unfortunately, the ball went straight through his hands and hit him in the head. It split his head wide open and he bled like Billy-O. Jay Allen's mum, Sue, took him to hospital to get looked at, so we fielded it with 10 for the rest of the innings. By the time he got back to bat, he was swollen. And we're all out, so we couldn't bat anyway. True story. <laughs> I can't, I'm surprised Uncle Dan's made it on the podcast, actually. I, mean, <laughs> I used to open the batting with him in one in threes. And um, uh, he is about six foot four. And I was 13 and five foot tall. And uh, it, was just, it was the weirdest thing watching us go out to bat together, apparently, because we'd open together. He just like he, I always sometimes I thought he was aiming for me at the other end of the <laughs> end, I really did. <laughs> yeah. Um we did have one from Joe Yap who said uh Ryan Ashton's debut at Wem, Andy Harrison. 
Um, but obviously Andy Harrison not being here, we'll just have to imagine what that um, what that debut was like. But um, mm-hmm. final one we have from a John James. Ian Bell playing for K&D has to be up there. He said only played one game and got out first ball. Thanks for coming. So yeah, I think um, I think my, my I think my Barnard might have saw that, might have replied to that tweet and said, "Going down to watch, watch the score." Passive, passive, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> ah, no, we fit it finally. No, I forgot. We've got one more from Naomi Payne. Uh, she said. Uh, I got asked to play for Shropshire Gents for the first time when I was playing regular men's cricket and reasonably well. Several years ago, though, now. Obviously very nervous, but super keen to play. Was opening the batting for Oswestry at the time and was asked to go in and bat at three. Went out there hoping to get off the mark nicely, get a few runs up my belt, under my belt. Ended up leaving the first ball, which went clattering into my off stump. There were two types of leave, and that was not one of the better ones. I've since learnt where my off stump is, but every day is a school day. So, guys, out of all of the ones for, that we have read out, which of the debuts stand out to you? It's got to be the keys, right? It's got to be the... What was his name? Something direct. Direct? direct? Yeah. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That, 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 that was mistrained, yeah. wrong ground, keys. One thing you say about that debut, though, is he didn't shit himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big fact. So he didn't have that. He didn't have that. <laughs> That's a go against him, isn't it? <laughs> I have played against a lad who has, who has shit himself on the field, actually. Again, in Wellington third. Um, I think he, it, happened, he, uh, it happened when he was fielding. And... He feel he just carried on all down the back of his whites. It was, uh, it's ridiculous. Like and we're all oh. sitting there. It's like, is it? Is he really? Is he actually? And they were like, yeah, he has. <laughs> and then it didn't make any sense. And it's like he didn't come off to change. He just carried on. And then they're back in second. And he's come out to bat, and he still hasn't changed. He came out to bat wearing the same whites. It's like, like somebody oh. left. And I, to be fair, I wouldn't lend him my whites either. If I had one pair, it's 13 cricket. People probably only have one set of whites with him. But then they sent him out to Empire at square leg as well, still in the same whites after he got out. <laughs> and I think to um, Steve Moles at the time, um, didn't need a short leg when he was batting, but he made sure that the youngest lad on the field had to stand at short leg when everyone he took a few uh, paces back. Uh, you no, know, back in there as close as you can, please, mate. And then uh, when he was when he was umpiring at square leg, he uh, like no. You go field at square leg, a little bit to your left, a little bit to your left, and you wouldn't bowl unless you were standing directly behind you. So uh, he stopped in his mark about four times. <laughs> so yeah, as a summary, time. as a summary, we've got Dominic Harding in his Yonker drop. Uh, we've got Tom Smith in his direct, uh, Robin direct story. Uh, we've got Chris Starling of Will's uncle. We've got Naomi Payne's Shropshire Gents debut we've got traveling to franktons by mistake and um then we've got then we've got the uh, exceptional follow through and uh... you've just named him <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the journey and the <laughs> 
and Ted Bayliss's church, uh, journey to Brockhampton. I'll vote for the keys. Keys. The keys. Second, John? second that, I think. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, that's quite a funny story, that. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, congratulations, <coughs> Tom Smith. You are a winner. And to someone for a second place, guys. Follow through, isn't it? Surely you've got to get shit to yeah, follow there. through. Follow yeah. through. <laughs> right. So the follow through, I will I will I will message you via email privately. Congratulations. <laughs> you don't want to give us an email out on here either. <laughs> <laughs> I will be in touch. And uh, thank you very much to everyone who submitted. And yeah, let's get ourselves on to our final section. So, as always, uh, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Next episode is the big pre-season preview. I know, it's that time. It's exciting. As we said earlier, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can get us Cow Corner Podcast and at Cow Corner Pod. Please, please share the pod. Um, share us on our socials with our friends or any other cricket teams or get your cricket team to give it a share as well and uh, let's get it shared about you can get us on spotify apple podcast and various other bits we have some big news that is coming out which may actually be announced by the time this podcast comes out so uh but i'll try and stagger some of it so that we've still got some news for you to come out on here but again thank you very much guys for listening and may i say a big thank you to john wigley the leader of leamington uh for coming on to the podcast tonight cheers john you've been absolutely fantastic mate absolute pleasure and uh thank you very much guys thank you very much Sats. thank you sir thank you very much Z. thank you james thank you very much will no problem mate and thank you guys for listening we'll see you on the next one goodbye Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 